so great. Good morning. Hi, lovely to be here with you. Great seeing you. Good morning, everyone in Forestal Real Estate. Good morning, everyone in our group, Homeland Ontario Realtors, Realtors. And um, I'm excited about today's conversation because I, I have a personal interest in uh, what you have to say, and I'll explain why. Uh, for whoever doesn't know, Sue is our main partner. She's our partner in Collingwood, in the Wasaga area. I'm not sure, how do you call this area? The general area. You call it the Southern Georgian Bay region. Okay, so, okay, now I know how you call it. So, um, Sue was a successful agent in our office in Forestville downtown. And one day I got a phone call from Leonard, I believe, our partner, and said, you know, Mayor, Sue is moving her entire family up north to Collingwood. And the truth is, I never told you that, but the truth is you always seem to be like a downtownish family, cool downtownish family, because you lived in the city, you grew up in the city, and you have, you have this cool husband and kids, and I never, you look very urban to me. And that's what Forest Hill Downtown is about. And um, you're moving to Collingwood? I was a little bit surprised. And now fast forward a few years later, I, I don't know if you realize, but you're probably one of the successful Forest Hill brokerages. Uh, you're a top producing office right now. And as, and not only did you're a top producing office, but your team is not huge. Yeah. And, and um, that's why I want to talk to you because this entire area picked up my interest and we called, and I think you chose to call this conversation, uh, live, work, play. Then for sure I need to talk to you about it. Yeah. Sounds great. So maybe we should start with the basic question now that I give you this introduction, give everyone this introduction. What made you a few years ago, this is before COVID, before anything changed in the market, you're a successful couple. What made you decide to move to Collingwood? What happened? Uh, it was very much a lifestyle decision. And it was one that I would suggest in um, most relationships, there is sometimes a bit of a push and pull. And one person has a great idea and then tries to bring the other person on board. It was not my idea to originally come here. Um, I grew up in South Africa. I don't know from snow. I don't know from skiing. I, you know, this wasn't a place that I was familiar with. But my husband had grown up here. He had grown up as a skier, um, as a racer and on the Ontario ski team. And when we started raising our three daughters, they were on the ski hill. And we took to that environment very quickly. Um, but what that created for us was this constant, we were always on the road. We were up here at a house that we had here, Thursday through Monday, in Toronto a couple days. So when you knew me, we were living the opportunity of take advantage of Toronto downtown, but my heart was every weekend being left behind here because this is where we really chose to be. And um, I think that it does seem like we were ahead of the curve, but definitely through the pandemic, um, our number one growing market here are buyers who are actually leaving the city, who are yeah, we, uh, and we're. Good. We're going to talk about it, but I'm just curious. I hope you don't mind me asking personal questions and being No, not at all. Not at all. This is how many years ago did you move? So this was uh, three and a half years ago. 
And oh, wow, it's it feels out. like much longer. It feels well, way for, for the first, not quite year, but for the first little while, um, I was still working in Toronto, working at downtown and managing my clients and our own investments and things that we had in Toronto. And I hadn't really become very involved in the Collingwood real estate market. And I was enjoying the move and the lifestyle change and everything that kind of came with that. Um, one of the things that's so incredible about this area is winter, summer, spring, fall, it doesn't matter. Ski hills, hiking hills, the lake, the, it's a total four seasons, very active community, very outdoor community. And we kind of just as a family jumped in you know, wholeheartedly with that and really enjoyed that. And, but, is, hmm? and the reason community, you and your, as a couple and the kids got to, got to know people and you're, you're, you're part of like, there is a scene, there's life as well. Well, yeah, it's a little bit of like um, big fish or big fish in a small pond where you, and that's what I love about this is you really do get to be a part of a community and you really do get to have an impact on the people around you. Um, and to me, it's always been important, civil service, giving back, volunteering, participating and things like that. And when you're in this community where you're dealing with you know, tens of thousands of people, not millions of people, every single thing you do makes a huge difference. Um, tomorrow we're doing a, home, a walk to support the home, one of the homeless shelters here. And Collingwood, which is tiny compared to everything else, is the third largest fundraiser in all of Canada. Because the third largest, sorry, can you? Third largest fundraiser for this um, oh. charity that oh. we're doing called Out of the Cold. Do I have a flyer? So my the brokerage is a sponsor, and I'm I have a team, and we've raised almost a hundred thousand dollars in a community of thousands of people because everybody participates, and some people give hundreds, some people give tens. It's just a really kind of like small town with all the benefits of big town living. That's amazing, and you're only half an hour an hour and a half away from Toronto, so you're not too far as well. Yeah, exactly. Which is convenient. Although, not just yeah. because of COVID, since I've moved here, I thought I would go back to Toronto um, every week, maybe every other week. Yeah. Maybe if I went once a month, that was that was a lot. My friends that we left behind and family, they come up here. They'd much rather come here and spend time with us. And there's nothing that – I miss some good restaurants – not that Collingwood doesn't have great restaurants, but there's a bigger variety. I miss some entertainment from Toronto, but for the rest, um, we have what we need right here. Sounds amazing. And more affordable for housing, right? So yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, I would suggest that we have seen a dramatic increase, um, probably close to a 20% price increase over the past um, couple of years and definitely through the pandemic, our prices are through the roof. I do feel that will equalize a little bit over time. Um, but as a result of being just that far out of Toronto, um, it becomes much more affordable. And what you can buy 
for the same dollar that you spend in Toronto. You spend, let's call it a million dollars on, you know, on a, on a big, on a, here we'll buy you acreage and a four or 5,000 square foot home and, um, you know, every amenity that you're looking for rather, rather than, you know, a two bedroom house that's attached in the city. Interesting. I wonder if anyone ever done a study on what percentage in value is Collingwood cheaper than Toronto, for example. It'll be interesting to check if maybe you compare apples to apples. We should do that. We should do that. I think actually, it could be, I think it could be a great marketing campaign if we find out that it's, for example, forty percent cheaper. Look what, we should do it as part of a marketing campaign. Yeah. So I have so many questions now for you. When you moved to Collingwood, when you moved back then. I can't remember, but I'm not sure if right from the beginning you were planning to open a brokerage. Am I right? No, right? I wasn't. You were not sure. I wasn't. So what I, happened? Two things happened. Okay. One, I knew I wanted to continue with real estate, and I knew that as much as I loved Forest Hill, I didn't want to only work in Toronto. I needed to work in the current, you know, in George, Southern Georgian Bay. So I visited a bunch of the brokerages that were here to see if I could find a good fit. And to be honest, I didn't, um, and for a number of reasons. And then I had a conversation with Leonard. And um, our, our partner, partner, for whoever doesn't know, Leonard is our partner in Toronto. And when you meant the fit, it doesn't mean the other brokerages in Colwood are not great, but you yeah. just found that you're different than them. I wanted something a little bit different, correct. Okay. It's not that they're not okay. They're okay, but you're different. <laughs> you're absolutely right. So thank yeah. you for confer con um, confirming that. Um, so I had one quick conversation with Leonard that probably lasted about 10 minutes. And I said, Len, I'm moving here and uh, I think I'm gonna have to leave the brokerage. And he said, oh no, don't do that. Just open an office in Collingwood. And I said, yeah, that actually sounds like a good idea. And we were off to the races. Honestly, that conversation lasted maybe five or 10 minutes. It's amazing. I, I think in part, um, I have a very, I have a, a really strong business background. I have a, um, an MBA. I, before in real estate, I was running a 100 store um, dry cleaning franchise across Southern Ontario. And I'm not saying this to um, boost my ego. I'm, I just, I had a really solid business background. So the idea of starting an office or a brokerage to me was, it kind of made sense. And I already had all of the skills that I needed to do. And the other thing is, I didn't know then what I know now. So I went in very innocent and not and very um, eager. And so I didn't know all the things that I should worry about and all of the things that were going to be challenges. Um, and then when those things did come up, as they do when you run a business, sure. I was then able to handle them one at a time rather than being too intimidated to, to even start. And I will also add that having the partners that I did, like yourself and Leonard and Vicky Tal, who's our other partner in Toronto, um, was very, very helpful because I wasn't alone and we were working together. Um, and that's been the, 
direction of my office here and my relationship with Forest Hill from the beginning. People helping each other, working together, and really, although we're independent, because this can be a lonely career, um, I have surrounded myself with people that are really teammates. And um, that's been both personally as well as um, professionally very successful for us. So uh, I thank you for saying that. Uh, you, uh, you, you touched me with the way you spoke. You're right. And there's something about our relationship and our offices and the team. It's all about the team at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, which leads me to the next question. Uh, Forever doesn't know, and I'm proud of it. We purchased, um, we purchased a building, a, a unique building in Collingwood, downtown Collingwood, for our office. And to me, it represents of who we are a little bit. The building itself, the character of the building, and mm -hmm. uh, right, it's uh, like it feels like home. Totally. And, and I look sometimes at the numbers that we do there. And it was almost an immediate success because usually it takes a year or two to break even in a brokerage. And I think from year one, we did well, and now you're, you're a top producing office. Um, you know, our goal in those conversations is to enrich and provide tools to agents. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I need to ask you, and I, perhaps I know their response, what made your office so unique? Why do you think you succeeded? Is it you're different in the environment there? Is it your team? Is it a combination of something? Like, how did you do it? What what made what made your office so unique? So um, there are a few things. I think one is that we chose to, you know, I, I maybe called it a bit of a boutique agency, but my object my objective was to have really great um, agents at the very beginning. Um, I wasn't concerned about how many agents we had. So I wasn't on a big recruiting campaign to find just anybody. And so the agents that we started with and therefore the agents that we were able to recruit going forward were really um, big, produ big producers in their own right, but also had the same ideas that I did about how they wanted to um, operate, that we work, we meet every week and we help each other out and we try not to be too competitive with one another, rather think of each other as, you know, I don't want to sound ridiculous, but a family or, but, you know, we really cared for, care for one another and that culture has continued. And I think it has attracted other agents that have similar mindsets. Um, I also think that a big impact was the brand, uh, was Forest Hill, and our the way I was able to market the benefit of the Forest Hill brand, that we are a connection to the GTA, which was important for my market because most of our buyers and sellers come from Toronto. Not all, um, but it's a very big portion of who is active in this market. So being able to talk to sellers about bringing buyers from the GTA and vice versa, that was a very big um, selling point for us. And then I think the last thing was an, and was a level of professionalism and that I kept and I keep everybody to very high standards. Um, 
obviously the basics of integrity and honesty and all of those kinds of things, but we do a lot of conversation and training about how to service our clients best and constant, um, you know, continuing education and making sure that we really are the experts in our field. And I think that that's being, um, you know, felt by the people that we service. How many agents do you have right now? We have 13 agents. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, which is great. I which are producers. About, 13 producing agents. 13 producing agents. And yeah. one of the parts that I personally love is mentoring. And um, I, there are a couple newer agents that we have that have joined. And um, there's actually nothing better for me than working with new agents who don't have their own book of business yet and helping them and um, helping them get their, um, you know, their experience. And, and that's what I was able to get from the Forest Hill downtown team. Um, when I first started, nobody knows what to do. And if you just sit at a desk waiting for something to happen to you, it's never going to happen. Um, but I had mentors like yourself and, and Len and Vicky, and I like to be that person for other people now that I have my own experience to help and them get on. And your agents are part of the community, right? I mean, they're, yeah. they're involved. They leave there. They know everyone. They, between, all, yeah. between all of you, you probably know all of the community. It's very important I in this community it. that people live locally and people like only to deal with people that are local. It becomes a bit of a, you know, weird thing. I have a, I still have a 416 cell phone number. And so sometimes people say to me, Ooh, do you not live here? And I'm like, no, but uh, my buyers are coming from Toronto and I'm keeping in touch. You know, I, I spin it. <laughs> Maybe I should change. I don't know. So, um, you spoke about your relationships with Forrestal and other agents. I know that Forrestal, the different offices, our office as well, referred you clients. Is is that something you want? You would like to uh, get more, uh, increase the level of cooperation between agents in your office? Not only Forrestal, any 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 agents that watch you, because I know there's a big demand now in your area. Is it something that you work towards? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I probably, um, I love this opportunity to talk to you about it and to the, the audience listening, because um, sometimes we get a little busy with what we're doing and, and don't reach out to others quite as much. Um, but we work very well cooperatively. One of the things that um, a referring agent can be assured of when they help us that they their clients will be handled professionally and we will um, we will um, maintain the relationship that they have with their client. We communicate back and forth. We offer um, very competitive referral rates. And depending on situations, we even go higher and, and we, we're very flexible with discussing referring agents, what they want. Um, and we also refer back because we have a ton of people here that are looking for property in Toronto too. And so we like the opportunity to be able to reciprocate uh, um, a referral if it comes here. Um, and I'll add one more thing, which is there are a lot of unique things about this market, um, properties that are on the water, properties that have well or septic systems, um, like you, every agent knows their neighborhood, you know which is the right street, which is not such a good street, which has a poor neighbor. We know those things about this community. 
And so when agents come from Toronto to sell here or to buy here, um, sometimes they would their clients would do better if they had a local person to really be able to give them advice about what was going on. And it's only an hour and a half from Toronto, but to put your whole day aside as a as a as an agent to drive up here, spend your day doing showings, drive home, and do that two or three times in a row, um, we can take that responsibility and and kind of help them out in that way. So, and you've been successful doing it. Absolutely. Well, let's expand on it because I I would like to drive maybe more business to you. What type and 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 maybe it'll help us understand the market. What type of clients, so if I'm a Toronto agent, for mm. example, what type of clients are looking to buy in your area? I'm sure there are different types and different types yeah. of real estate that you can buy, right? Anything from a condo to a cottage, maybe you can expand on that. What type of buyers um, sure. are the typical ones? So I would say that we've got maybe three big categories. We've got um, seasonal people that want to come here and enjoy the summer or the winter here. And they're looking for properties that are um, close to the ski hills or close to the beaches. And that could be anything from a condo, which is great because it's very turnkey and somebody else is doing the landscaping and the um, snow removal. But it's also very popular around here to have, um, it's, we call them ski chalets but um, they're now becoming, you know, four, five, 6,000 square foot, big, you know, um, beautiful you heard about builds. I so, hear about those. Yeah. yeah, so everything from a log cabin to, you know, these enormous properties. Um, and so those are people that mainly are coming from Toronto, are very often members of the um, ski clubs that are here or ski at the Blue Mountains. And, um, and those, buyers generally I would suggest are looking at anywhere from half a million dollars for a condo and then a million, a million and a half plus if you're talking about chalets and being close to the hill. Um, then you have another huge community which has become even bigger um, during the pandemic which are people looking to leave the city and kind of then then there are some very specific areas that are very popular and that is also because the schools in those areas are very popular or very um, high quality. Are they welcomed by the community? Uh, yes. Um, so the it's challenging in times like now because we've had more people do that in the past year than ever before. And um, it's a stressful time, you know, during the pandemic. So I would suggest that if I look at myself a year, two, three years ago, before things changed, um, very much welcomed by the community. The community. You were ahead, ahead of the market. You were ahead of the market, so crazy. Trendsetter. So there are um, two types that you already mentioned are the ones that are coming for the weekend. Yeah. The ones that are looking to relocate. They're living yeah. the big city. The GTA which are both city. young which are both yeah. young families as well as retirees. We have a sure. very big retiree community here. Um, and then the third category of people are investors. And okay. so that has become a little bit more challenging in these days where the prices are, you know, the are, we were working on maybe a 5% cap rate. Um, our rental market is very, very strong. 
Um, and so we have close to zero vacancy rates, but what do investors buy. So they would be buying a, ideally people are always looking for multi-residential, but there are so few of those available here. So more often than not, the most common would be condominiums. Okay. That they would rent seasonally or annually because I, did, I was not, I was under the impression there are not many condominiums in your area. Not high rise. There aren't very many oh, high rise. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. One being built now, which is I think an eight story, and it'll be the biggest. Uh, how, much, how much money do you need to enter the market just to be? Let's say I'm a young couple and I'm limited in my budget. I would like to move to have a, a, a weekend place, just a place to stay for the weekend. I think you're looking at um, the minimum of a two bedroom small yeah. kind of condo. Um, you're looking at between four and five hundred thousand. Okay, so that's affordable in comparison to Toronto. Very affordable compared to Toronto. Not everyone here would agree because it used to be 250 to 350. And, okay. you know, so it's definitely appreciated significantly. Um, but for investors, knowing that they can have full tenancy and um, kind of have the pick of the market for potential tenants, it's very attractive if you can find the right buy. Interesting. Mm. Now, what what happened uh, since the? I know the market was on the rise. I was watching it, and I have to I have to be honest. I never really noticed your area as much. I mean, I didn't. Mm. I came a few times to ski, and that was it. I didn't really care. But since you moved there, I started, and I understand why it's so popular. But and you were ahead of the, you were ahead of the market for sure. What happened in? the real estate market since the pandemic started, what, what has changed? And maybe you can also talk about the percentages money-wise as well, because we're all sure. realtors. Sure. Uh, the single biggest change was um, we would probably be at normally um, 55 or 60 days on market for a listing. And um, since July, when the, the, the market shut down completely, March, April, May of last year. But June, July, things opened up and we now have, I think a 12 day on market average. So it is dramatic here for, and it's a big deal around here that you list and within a week or so you've sold. And you have multiple um, offers sometimes, which you didn't and, see before. And that's another thing which yeah. also though gives our brokerage a competitive advantage because multiple offers and taking offer dates has now become more common here. And because we have experience from more um, competitive markets like Toronto, we know how to handle those. Um, exactly. Other agents sometimes are very intimidated or, you know, it's, it's a challenge. Um, so yeah, so multiple offers and and days on market is very dramatic. Uh, January, it's been on consistently the case, but January was a 15-year low for inventory. There had wow. never been as little inventory as we had this, this past January. What happened to the price in the past year? So then the prices go up dramatically. Do you have any idea by how much? Yeah, so we're looking at about a 20% increase. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. It's, it's significant. Um, I want to ask you a fun question. 
Yeah. But I know the answer, but I think still I'll, your area is unnoticed. I still believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I still believe there is so much more room for appreciation. Whoever buys now is going to find that it's actually it was a good investment. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. I still think it's on the rise. It's still cheap. I still think it's got a lot of place to go. Yeah. Right. Uh, you can still buy houses, and in five years, they'll be much more expensive. Absolutely. Um, you you made a comment about leave, work, play. Stuck in my head. You cannot say it about other areas. Why yeah. your area? You cannot say it about the, even cottage country sometimes. No. Why, why your area? What's different? It's very unique. So there are a couple okay. reasons. The, 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 the life and the play part of it is that this is a very unique area to be able to enjoy um, the beauty of Southern Ontario's winter in the skis and the skating and the trails and snowshoeing and enjoy that through the winter. And then in the summer have Georgian Bay and the lake and rivers, the Beaver River and Blue Mountain, which is a huge attraction, which has so many facilities. That's very different to a lot cottage country, which is good for the summer or other areas, which is only good for one or the other choice. Um, and the big difference too, is because we are only an hour and a half from Toronto, um, commuting and actually living here, but still needing to go into the city for a couple of days for work has allowed people to be able to move out of the city without sacrificing their earning potential. And we've seen that even more so during the pandemic when everybody's going to remote work and they realize now that even when the pandemic ends, which it will, and we will all be better, you know, once it does. But then it's like, oh, so I recognize now I can work three days a week from home and only drive into Toronto one or two. Um, that has changed the, the ball game for everybody. And also different to some other places in cottage country, although we're still a small town and a small community, there's absolutely nothing you can't do when you're here. Our food services, our restaurants, our supermarkets, the big box stores, you know, there's, there's really nothing you have to leave town to, to do. Um, and so, yeah, people- I'm curious, how many cases do you have right now per day? Do you have any idea? Yeah, so um, last week was not a great week. Um, and we had uh, 31 cases last week, which was very high. But up until now, it's been on average, some most weeks, nothing. And uh, definitely single digits. And thankfully, um, there have been, unfortunately, one, but not more fatalities. And, um, but the ski hills have opened here. They opened this week. And okay, so no already wow. things are busier now, you know, yeah. people are coming back. And so we'd have to be careful and continue to watch out. Sure. So did I tell you I love your accent? Yeah. I, I've told you that before. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You're amazing. For anyone who wants to cooperate and find their clients a great home, Sue Creed and her team, this is the place, um, and I met most of your team. I think all of them probably. Yeah. Uh, most of them for sure. They're all of them are amazing individuals, and I appreciate you taking the time. 
and thank you for sharing. And you have to know, all of you need to know that uh, it was a fairly spontaneous conversation. I mean, we spoke just for a few minutes before and we just went with it. Um, you're a real expert in the area, true professional. Thank you everyone for watching. And I invite all agents, members of our group to invite more members and follow us on Homelands, on Facebook, Ontario Realtors for Realtors. And of course, our pages, so Four Still Collingwood and Four Still Downtown. Thank you so much, and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you for having me.